There is a cliché that every boy who has ever been to high school knows. If you're looking for a wild time, your best bet is the preacher's daughter. Well, if you think she's trouble, you ought to check out the judge's daughter. That would be me. Even though my father has been dead for years, and even though I am a full-grown woman who has been away to college and opened her own business and been married and everything, most people still think of me not as Rain Stockton grown-up woman, but as Judge Stockton's daughter. That's what happens when you live in the same small community all your life. It's hard to get away from your past. And like most kids who, for whatever reason, are held to a higher standard than others, I guess I always felt I had a lot of past to get away from. I don't mean to imply that I was promiscuous as a teenager. I'm sure I didn't have any more fun than any other girl in a county whose full-time population is less than 3,000 whose county seat doesn't have a movie theater, roller rink, or bowling alley, and whose Saturday night entertainment options are decidedly limited, if you know what I mean. The teen pregnancy rate is quite a bit above the national average in our little corner of the Smoky Mountains, but I'm happy to say I beat those odds. The truth of the matter is, I've really loved only two men in my whole life, and I fell in love with both of them in high school. The first one grew up to be deputy sheriff and a sterling asset to our little community of Hansonville, North Carolina. The second spent more time in trouble with the law than out of it, and has now been a fugitive from justice for more than ten years. Guess which one I married? Wrong. I actually married deputy sheriff Buck Lawson. In fact, I married him twice. And most days I'm still not certain I made the right choice. Currently, Buck and I live apart, although we haven't quite gotten around to untying the knot for the second, and most likely the last, time. For one thing, it's all too embarrassing. First you're married, then you're not, then you're married again. No one likes to make a mistake, but to keep making it over and over again? That just makes you look like you haven't been paying attention. For another thing, Well, I suppose that other thing, which neither one of us can quite put into words, is the real reason we stay married, even though we can't bring ourselves to live together. As for Andy, the one who got away, literally, he was actually one of the reasons my marriage started to fray the first time. But it's not what you might think. Approximately six months after Buck and I were married, the local headquarters of a petrochemical plant was bombed, and four people died. Buck, along with a good portion of the known world and every federal officer who cared to go on record, thought Andy was guilty. I thought he was innocent. It's never good for a couple to discover that early in a marriage how passionately they can disagree over something so fundamental, and when the argument is over an old boyfriend? Well, as I said, that's never good. Perhaps even worse is the fact that we never got to find out which one of us was right. Andy Fontana outwitted both the local and federal authorities and fled the country before he could be arrested. In the process, he became something of a folk hero. No one has ever seen or heard from him since. Until, that is, the first day of summer in the year I call my Summer of the Bear.